Hello, hello, hello. That is my own theme song that I just created on the spot. It is Lauren. It is I. And I am doing a second episode of these to see how it turns out. Now, I did not drop my voice for the radio voice like I did last time. This is legit the voice that I woke up with today. And that probably has to do with the fact that I got a crappy night's sleep last night because I was convinced that there was a mouse in my room. I still don't know if there was or wasn't, but it did not allow me to sleep. And so this is my lack of sleep voice. Okay, that was that was an accent. I apologize. So today as well, similar to my voice, the outside just doesn't want to get up today, meaning it is rainy, it is dark, and it refuses to have humor. So (laughs) another day in the Netherlands. I did take, however, a beautiful sunrise this morning. Maybe I will put that in my picture of the episode. It was absolutely stunning. No filter. The colors in the sky were the most royal pink and royal blue I have ever seen in my life. It is what I imagine certain nebulas to look like if I lived in a universe where I could travel to different nebulas and also see the color of the gases with my bare naked eye. That is what it looks like. So I will post it. And how am I doing? What am I doing? Where am I doing? Uh, I like where am I doing? Hmm. Maybe not. Uh, (laughs) I am okay. Like I said, I had a little sleep. I went to get my hair colored uh, today. And it was both lovely and I... You know, last episode I said, I would, you know, I dye my hair when I go through these things. And I was really convinced that I was not going to change my hair. And I get there and blame it on the poor sleep quality and the fact that it's very difficult to break your own patterns. But I said, I want something different. And she's like, we're not going to do too different because you're going to regret that. And I said, okay, thank you for knowing me so well. But your blonde hair, or your, sorry, your gray hair is kind of an ashy blonde. You're actually slowly turning into ashy blonde, which is a very blonde color. It's similar to a white blonde, but I am too young to go white. So I said, you know what? Why don't we just like highlight ashy blonde in between the actual ashy blonde and see what we get? Well... I am very blonde right now, and I think I look cool, but I'm also like, Lauren, you did the one thing that you said you weren't going to do, and you did it, and I'm having a hard time not being uh, harsh to myself, but I, I think I will get over it after a good night's sleep, to be fair. So that's me being kind to myself. On top of it, while I was there, I had a lot of time to read in between the highlights, and I'm reading this lovely book called Normal People by Sally Rooney, which was actually a TV show featuring Paul Meskel. If you don't know who he is, look him up, and you are welcome for the eye candy. Absolute babe he is. 
uh, not to be confused with Pedro Pascal, another babe, and put them two together, and Lauren has a lovely movie to watch. Just saying. And, but Normal People is a very depressing book. You know, when I picked it up, it was already in my apartment, and I was like, oh, I've been wanting to read this for a while. So I picked it up, and I'm not normally a romance book person. Actually, despite me telling a lot of stories about romance and dating and potentially writing a show about it, I hate romance. I am someone who hates uh, chick flicks, as they call it, quote unquote, or like the rom-coms. I'm not even really into like romantic music. You know, one of the reasons I didn't like Taylor Swift for a while is I just thought she, I was like, get over it, girl. Uh, <laughs> now I don't think that. Sorry, Tay Tay. Um, but I'm just, and I, I can't be bothered to read romantic stuff either. But I heard about uh, Normal People mostly because of Paul Meskel. And I thought, you know what? I'll just, I'll just read it. Ugh, and I'm reminded this is exactly why I don't read these things because here I am sitting in, <laughs> sitting in the salon chair reading this book about this couple who's just two normal people trying to figure out what they want in their feelings, which is written very lovely and very beautifully. And I'm like slowly crying in the salon. (laughs) Uh, It was both glorious and pathetic at the same time. Um, Isn't that life? So that is uh, how I'm doing what I'm doing and where I'm doing I like actually I changed my mind I like that and today's story actually is reminding today's story comes from my night sleep last night so this is not my first time dealing with mice in Amsterdam actually in when I lived here in 2000 and 2018 I had a beautiful apartment uh, off of Erste Oosterparkstraat, which to give anybody any sense of where that is, it is one of, one of the side streets off of the Amstel River. The Amstel River is the river that I'm currently on right now and facing every morning when I take pictures of this beautiful view. And in 2018, I was off of one of the side streets overlooking um, the the street and directly into a neighbor's apartment so when I would (laughs) when I practiced my burlesque moves I always felt that I was giving them a little bit of an extra show and uh, I loved that apartment it was 50 square meters I have no idea how much that is in American language feet Um, but it was 50 square meters and it had a toilet downstairs with a small kitchen living room and dining room was one and the same and then upstairs was just one giant bedroom and a bathroom with an actual bath and I adored this place and it was already fully furnished and it had the beautiful Japanese curtain of the wave which always seems to follow me wherever I go and this apartment when i was going through a period that's not dissimilar to this one although albeit i think this one is my second layer if i were to look at life as an onion and uh i was you know i had days where i just didn't feel like getting out of bed i was going through a rough period and while i did have 
work, which is different from now. Um, I wasn't engaged with it at that moment. And so I did get out of bed for work, but on weekends, I just sometimes felt like not getting up. And this period only lasted, luckily, for about one month. So we can call it eight Saturdays and Sundays total. But it was there and it was significant. And one of the days, though, I was in bed not feeling like I wanted to get out. And I texted a friend and she was like, you know what? I'm going to, why don't you come here and I'm going to make some scrambled eggs. And I was like, okay, fine. I will get out of bed and I will go do that. And I go downstairs and I hear this noise, like a scramble noise. And not like a scrambled egg noise, like something is literally scrambling. And I hear these tiny feet like, I can do it. Hold on. Let me see if I can do it with my nails. Do you hear that? And I'm like, okay, where is that coming from? I knew I had a mouse, but we had never met eye to eye yet. And so I start looking apprehensively around my kitchen. I get on all fours. I look underneath the cupboards. I can't find anything. And then I open the, the doors underneath the sink and I pull out the trash can and I see a mouse trying to scramble out of the trash can, sliding up and sliding down, trying to pull its body up. And I close the trash can and I scream and I run back upstairs into bed. And I'm freaked out. I don't know why, to be honest. In in college, I used to have two rats. And I mean, those are way bigger than this tiny mouse. But for some reason, rats as a pet versus mice where I don't know where it came from. They're two different things for me. And I think you can understand that. So... I text my friend Arielle and she says, who, well, I didn't mean to drop names, but I'm going to go see her to get some scrambled eggs. And she says, okay, just come over for scrambled eggs, try to ignore the mouse and you'll deal with it later. And so I'm like, okay. And I get ready. And uh, as I'm going downstairs, I hear that scurrying sound, but it sounds like more. It sounds like not just one mouse trying to get out of that trash can, but a hundred. It sounds as if there is a marching procession of mice trying to get that other mouse out of this trash can. And I immediately slammed the door behind me and went downstairs and went to Ariel's, had scrambled eggs and refused to go back into my apartment. The whole time I was there, I was Googling how to get mice out of your apartment. My landlord was saying, just put a trap there. And I cannot do that to mice. They're beautiful, innocent creatures. And even though I don't want one in my house, I definitely don't want to kill one. And so I start texting anyone I know who could maybe help me with this problem. How do I take these mice out in a humane fashion? So I text my friend, and I I will just use names now, uh, Arvin. And Arvin is from India. And I don't know why I texted him, to be fair, because he is the most, uh, in his apartment, everything needs to be super clean. He, uh, I've never seen him deal with like gross things in the house, but I thought, you know what? He's a guy who probably has killed 
spiders before or taken care of spiders or, you know, other insects. He's lived alone for a long time, so maybe he can help me. And so he says, sure, but he's not home till later. And so after breakfast and I go out of the house and do a bunch of different errands and avoid my apartment altogether, I finally come back around five o'clock. And when I come back, more of the procession. It's a nonstop procession of mice. And I just keep, it's like they're marching. It's like the saints are marching in. They are marching into my house to destroy it or take it over. Whatever it is, it is not good for me. But luckily, Arvin comes. And when he does, he shows up in a helmet and a broom. And I look at him and I'm like, you look like the most ridiculous person on earth. And he's like, yeah, but I'm prepared. (laughs) Uh, And so he takes my, there's a, a handle connected to my trash can and a lid on it. And he takes a broom with and slides the handle on the broom and the whole trash can is like shaking so obviously there is more than this one tiny mouse in this trash can but I have no idea what to expect to be honest I think you know a part of me thinks that like this one mouse actually passed away I mean I don't know how long it was stuck there Uh, many maybe all of these mice except for one have died and it's just trying to to climb out over its brother's bodies what an awful way to die and so I asked Arvin I was like what are we going to do with these mice and he's like well you have to come with me to dispose them and I was like why and he's like a brown person going to dispose of mice in the Amstel River or by the Amstel River looks very suspicious to Dutch people. I get pulled over anyway, just by the way I look. I don't want to get pulled over with a helmet and a crate of mice. And for some reason, I I didn't disagree. Not for some reason. I know why. Uh, I didn't disagree. Uh, I also, though, didn't poke any holes in his logic. Um, so we went downstairs and there's this grassy patch near the Amstel River and on three we turn over the trash can each of us taking a step away from the trash and it knocks over and one mouse immediately comes out then another one scurries behind it all little brown ones and then another a third little brown one and then slowly another fourth creeps out fifth sixth seventh and then a big one eighth comes out she must be the mama that's what I said and Arvin's like if she's the mama where's the papa And then the last one to come out was a tiny little one, the one that I first saw with a broken paw. He's coming out slow, not leaning on one little side, and it's clear that he's scared and wounded. And I actually try and kind of pick him up or rescue him, but at this point, he's all of his brothers and sisters have flown away his mom even like ran away 
and he's just kind of trying to figure out what do I do next. But he moves in the grass and he eventually finds a patch by the tree. And I don't know where he goes after, but there's a part of me that knows he's okay. And at the end of the night, after our mouse fiasco, Arvin looks at me and he's like, ah, you wanna grab some food? And we went to go get some shawarma and I was okay too. So mice, 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 mice. Last night I had the premonition that the procession had followed me and maybe I'm not wrong. But even on my days when I get less sleep and I'm questioning my hair decisions and reading sad books, I know it'll be okay. So now the fun part, I'm still trying to figure out uh, what, I keep playing with my microphone headphones, so I apologize about that if you hear the sound. I keep trying to think about like what other fun segments I would like to do while This is just me talking in my living room. So I'm going to continue for now to do the unpopular opinion based on what's on Reddit. And I'm going to go with a couple that I see. And again, I'm curious about your unpopular opinion. Send them in, tell me, and then I'm going to comment about it or we can have a discussion. All right. We have, oh, wait, am I going to copy the intro of Greg James's unpopular opinion? Maybe. Yes. What is your unpopular opinion? Something da, 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 that you've been afraid to share. I still don't know the the whole song. <laughs> All right. This is by Roasted Rye. Indigo shouldn't be considered a color of the rainbow. Interesting. Here's the paragraph. Roy G. Biv is how we're taught colors as children. Of those seven, three are primary colors and three are secondary. And then there's just indigo it's not primary it's not secondary it's just a unique color it might as well have been turquoise or yellow green those colors have just as much claim to indigo spot but we don't consider them parts of the rainbow because why would we i'm convinced the only reason indigo is in the spot it is is in the spot it is because roy g biv doesn't sound or sorry roy g doesn't sound as good I'm all for simplifying things for kids, but we're adults here. Let's stop pretending an indigo is anywhere near as relevant a color as the other six. Wow. I Have you heard of this opinion before? I have never heard of this opinion, but there's something so funny about what happens when you take indigo out of Roy G. Biv. And just because, uh, just for clarity, Roy G. Biv is red, orange, Uh, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. But to be fair, if we're going to question indigo as a color, a primary or secondary color, I would also question violet, to be fair, because you can just make red and green makes purple, right? And violet is a shade of purple. So then it would just be Roy G. B., which has a better ring to it than Roy G. B., 
so I, I don't disagree about indigo in the Roy G. Biv scale. Um, but I'm also wondering if it has to do with like heat mapping or, you know, how we um, don't see ultraviolet light. I think the indigo has to do with ultraviolet light, maybe. But please, someone tell me. I don't, I, I don't know. If it's just like, hey, let's put an I in between B and V so it doesn't sound like B, then I agree with uh, roasted rye. But then I would also say, let's just get rid of violet and just call it Roy G. B. B. So I don't know what to think about that unpopular opinion. What do you think? All right. Let's go to the next one. Um, all right. I like this. It's by, oof, I-D-D-Q-D-Aria. <laughs> it's frankly insane that IRL, in real life, junk mail is not prohibited by law yet. I don't even need to read the rest of this. I'm just going to agree. Um, junk mail in your email and junk mail in your letterbox should all be prohibited. Nobody wants to read that shit. All right, next one. Let's see. Oh, this is kind of fun. Okay, this is by Johnny Fussboy. Why so many? Oh, Fus Fusball. Oops, sorry. Johnny Fusball. Going out to breakfast sucks. What better way to start your day than showing up to a breakfast place during peak hours, then waiting 20 to 40 minutes to get a table, then waiting another 30 to 45 minutes to get your food, and you pay like $6 for a glass of orange juice? I could buy a gallon of that shit for $6. If you're not going to a breakfast place before 8 a.m., don't even ask me because I'm not going to get caught up until 11.30 a.m. at a shitty breakfast place to pay $25 for average food that only tastes good because by the time you get it, you're shaking from starvation. Giving up my entire Saturday morning to go to breakfast? Nah, I'd rather do anything else. Edit one. I forgot people had the privilege to go out to breakfast on weekdays. Although paying $6 for a cup of orange juice stings every day of the week, this opinion revolves around weekends, when everyone goes to breakfast at the same exact time. <laughs> um, I, I kind of hate that they actually added the edit. You know what? Stick to your guns. If you don't like breakfast on weekdays or and weekends, just stick with it, you know? I kind of agree with you. I mean, going to brunch is the most bougie thing ever, right? It means that we have a lot of privilege to go and drink bottomless mimosas and spend way too long eating endless piles of breakfast food and spending 30 bucks on a on a breakfast meal that we could easily make at home. I totally agree. However, uh, I do love a good brunch nowadays. Now, every now and then, because it's about... Being with your friends, right? It's not just sitting there and waiting to eat. It is about the company that you keep. Now, I will say that I don't really go to breakfast with people anymore. <laughs> and that is for the reason that I am usually hungry and I enjoy their company less when I am hungry. 
And that is just because I get cranky and I get cranky on the prices and the weight as well. So then just don't do it and that's okay, but allow other people to do it. Other people love it and it's fun. And maybe it's not your thing and maybe it's your thing occasionally, but just, just own. It doesn't have to just be on weekends that you don't like it. There's also a second caveat to this. They said, edit number two, breakfast isn't something you do if you're in a rush. Oh, congrats, you're part of the problem. While you're sitting at the table, done with your meal, nibbling on your toast for 45 minutes, I'm in the lobby waiting to be seated. Take your time. (laughs) Oh God, I I love this person. Um, Edit number three, you're just going to the wrong places. It's all the same story. If you like sitting around starving and paying way too much money for bad service and average food, you're going to love going out to breakfast. I don't disagree, but, you know, because I I think this is definitely a privileged problem. Uh, And every now and then I do like to enjoy my privilege, but I just mostly love this person's... um, honesty about going out to breakfast and it is very refreshing all right last one by sophia far pianos in public areas should only be played by those who can actually play too many times the pianos just make noise as keyboards are being smashed by unruly children it is not a pleasure to listen to and parents should know their darling isn't going to become a mozart banging on the instrument for only 15 minutes Ooh. all right i First of all, ooh, I don't know. So here in the lovely Netherlands, usually what I hear when there's a piano is someone who can actually play and it's stunning to listen to. It always, I'll always take out my headphones and just stand and listen or sit on the bench and listen and and take a moment for that and I love it. But as someone who cannot play the piano particularly well, I hate how many good people there are playing because I don't have the courage to fuck up in front of people and play because there is a part of me that believes that only people who can play should be playing out in public isn't that isn't that a little messed up to say out loud but I know you're thinking it too but it shouldn't be the case so if your child wants to play let them play I'll just ignore them as I pass by I don't have to listen but I think I'd rather a bunch of people play and not sound good than only leave the instrument to people who sound good. So that is my opinion. What are your opinions about these things? Share them with me and I would love to get to them. I'm enjoying my podcast. I'm recording these in short periods of time uh, together while I have the mic and it's been truly a gift just as it is a gift to talk to you. So thank you, keep in touch, and have a great rest of your day. Signing out. Boop, 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 boop,